You're listening to the Ultimate PT Podcast with The Training Room, bringing you the latest news, insights and education from the world of personal training. Hello and welcome along to the Ultimate PT Podcast. Uh, We are with The Training Room and my name is Nick. Today we are looking at... Uh, fat loss and fat loss trends. I'm going to be speaking to my good friend Hassett about this topic. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome to our podcast on fat loss and diet trends. We're here with Hassett today. He's joining us. Hi Hassett, how you doing? Uh, yeah, not too bad buddy. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. Good, good. Um, for those of people that haven't heard you before you've done previous podcasts with us haven't you i have yeah i've done a i've done a few for the training room already yeah 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 so for those who haven't heard i don't know why they wouldn't have heard them but just in case uh <laughs> a little bit about yourself uh yeah so name's hasit jethwa uh, in terms of the training room i handle the the academies around the midlands uh, so that's Nottingham, Peterborough and Birmingham as it stands. Um, in terms of my background, my background is actually more on the rehab side of things. So I'm actually a sport physio by, by trade, uh, then turned sort of PT and, and kind of com- combining the two as we, as we speak now. So cool. yeah, just a very quick brief intro on, my, on myself there. Good, good, nice. So today, we're going to be saying the F word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fat. Yeah. <laughs> so fat loss and diet trends that's what we're having a chat about today mm-hmm. um so it's one of those things isn't it a pt every if you look at a, a pt board in the gym everyone's got fat loss specialists definitely um you know? i think it's, it's literally scattered everywhere you see it all across social media not just gyms but it's pretty much put on everywhere even supermarkets you go for your shopping and everything's kind of around fat loss and and watching your weight and your figure and that sort of stuff so it's literally everywhere it is everywhere yeah it is everywhere is that a good thing or bad thing Uh, i think a bit of both um i think initially it was it was there to kind of make people aware uh, and try promote a bit of a healthier lifestyle Uh, whereas now i think it can have a bit of a negative impact on things like mental health um, that, is, that is kind of put exactly that is you know it's everywhere uh, and everyone's constantly feels like they need to look in a certain way or they're, they're being judged or they're not eating healthy then things aren't happening and, and that sort of stuff so i think a bit of both in all honesty yeah yeah i agree i agree um so let's just clarify then difference between fat loss and weight loss mm-hmm so what are your what are your thoughts on that? How would you summarise the difference? Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the. I, I think especially for a lot of the beginners and uh, for a lot of people that aren't into health and fitness as of yet, I think that's one of the biggest things to understand mm. is weight loss, fat loss. Obviously, they are connected up to a certain extent. Um, a lot of people kind of use the word weight when they're actually trying to use the word fat, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think obviously the main differences involve your aesthetics um naturally there's there's a couple of things that can happen to somebody you can either increase or decrease muscle mass and then you can increase or decrease fat which is then going to directly impact how your your aesthetics look yeah um weight obviously the word weight is more associated with things like uh, even muscle taken into account you know your bone density your ligaments tendons tissues etc there's so much more involved in in weight even water and water retention can have a big part in there um so i think fat is more 
down the aesthetics route and you know how uh, it's going to ultimately determine how somebody looks yeah. um, whereas weight can be uh, you know can can actually lead somebody on to think something else yeah absolutely i always think of it as the, the kind of classic example of someone wanting to get into a let's say a dress for a wedding yes you know and i want to lose weight because i want to get into this dress well, do you want to yeah. lose weight or do you want to yeah. get into or the dress lose? You yeah, know? exactly. And, that's and probably that's a good way to put the, it. That's, that's kind of the difference, really. Weight purely for me is it's just gravity, isn't it? How, how far gravity is pushing you down onto some scales. Yeah, 100%. And, and depending on people's frameworks, they'll naturally some people will be heavier, naturally some people will be lighter. And it they, doesn't really tell you anything about that person. No, no, absolutely. So I think that's kind of quite a key point, especially for, for PTs really to get across to their clients straight away you know when they say i want to lose weight because i want to look like this or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know really just clarify what is it you what is it you want yeah definitely i think get into kind of the nitty-gritty of even we do it on our courses where we really try to get the detail of of uh, the goals and when we're doing the goal setting sections with with our uh, students and on the courses i think mm. get into that nitty-gritty of find out exactly what they want rather than because you know in a, in a typical pt world a lot of the the clientele is you their goal's going to be weight loss. So that's what they're going to say. Yeah. Most people do mean fat loss when they say that. Um, yes. So yeah, just getting down to the nitty gritty of it, I think from a PT's point of view is, is really important. Yeah, definitely. So um, what do we think then? Is it simple as creating a calorie deficit? Is it just <laughs> about moving, you know, moving more and eating less? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great topic because you could probably talk on hours for yeah. this sort of stuff um, so it's a really good topic uh, in regards to yeah is it is it as simple as that um, I guess ultimately calories are the biggest thing um, so ultimately calories are going to be your biggest factor for sure um, is it as simple as you know eating uh, eating less and moving more again up to a certain extent you could argue that's that's pretty much what it comes down to the fundamentals you know the way you sort of train etc is all going to be part of the way you move and what you eat and what you put into your body is all going to be Part of what you eat so i guess you can kind of very simply simplify like that but yeah. then they go into a lot further detail as you start breaking them down you know yeah. like calorie expended we can go into a hell of a lot of detail on calorie intake we can start looking at your macros and your macro splits etc um so yeah i think overall yes for simplicity but then yeah. you can really break it down and again it, it it massively depends on someone's starting point as well doesn't it 100 percent, yeah you know? definitely, definitely. And, and this this goes down to kind of what the p in personal training is all about you mm-hmm. know it's a personal side of it where's my client actually starting or where's this person actually starting from and then how can yeah. we make it specific to them because yeah for, for someone sure. who is you know you know obese massively overweight mm-hmm. it will be a case of just maybe those those little changes eating less doing more will make a big difference big impact for sure yeah absolutely but then you have somebody who is kind of athlete performance or mm-hmm. let's say a, a, a boxer for example who is trying to get down to that last little bit of weight for a category or something a completely yep. different ball game 100 percent you know, that's it and that's where you're fine tuning like i said you know you'd have to break that down into you know looking more at the the calorie intake and breaking it down to the the actual macronutrient side of things and working out how many calories and grams etc they're going to need and that's going to be more suited to that elite kind of professional yeah um so yeah for sure no it, it definitely depends on start point 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah absolutely and i i often see you know i'm sure you see 
kind of many food diaries coming through um, coming through your way. What do you think about those and actually people keeping records so much of of those of their their diets? I think um, again, I think it depends on again where you, what kind of uh, or where you come from in terms of your background, your starting point. Reflecting back on that again, so I think you know if you are sort of early into your fitness journey, etc. I think it's a really good way to keep you accountable. Um, so you're actually getting somebody to physically make a food diary. Um, it just makes them automatically question, you know, actually, you know yeah. what, I shouldn't be putting that down. Yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't be putting that, or maybe I'm just going to miss that meal out before Nick sees it or Hattie yeah. sees it. Um, so I think it's a really good way to automatically start changing their mindset a little bit. Yeah. But I think, again, as that person progresses, I think, you know, once that kind of mindset changes and it becomes a bit more of a lifestyle, I think they'll automatically do the, the I, I guess, go through with the right habits. That's it. Yeah. And that, that's what I think, you know, if we look at diet, you know, let, let's be honest, the term diet purely just means what you're kind of eating and drinking. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, it, but it's been taken out of, of context to to more specific regimes as such, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, you know, with people trying to, I guess sell sell things and make more money and make money you know? yeah definitely um, like the word diet for me even on the course the the students it's a word that i always try to get people to get away from yeah um because it, it, it even just the word itself just sounds like such a temporary thing it does you know, when somebody says diet i'm gonna go on a diet well that means you're gonna eventually get off a diet yes you know and then what are you gonna do um <laughs> yeah. so i i that as a word it's not it's not one that i like people saying yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah um, so again, kind of, uh, you know, with that, um, mm-hmm. I, I always think with the with the people writing down their food diaries and things like that, like you sort of say, it just makes them think a little bit more about what they're kind of putting in their body, you know, rather than just going to the cupboard, having a look what's for dinner, grabbing a biscuit yeah. while, they're at, while, while they're having a look. You or know. two. Or two, yeah, or, or three. Um, you know, it's those sorts of things. Suddenly, if you're having to write that down, you kind of go, mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I did have that, didn't I? Yeah, I did have that. Yeah. Um, which, again, just makes them a bit more open to it. And I think you're right. I think you only need to, to do that, you know, especially for, for beginner, for a few weeks. And you mm-hmm. just start to get into those habits. And like you say, I think it's much more, should be more of a, of a lifestyle change, lifestyle choice, rather Definitely. than these, these sort of quick fixes. Yeah, definitely, which then I'm, I'm sure kind of leads on to, to fad diets at some point, which we'll, we'll hopefully cover as well. Yeah, yeah um, we'll, have a, we'll have a look at those, but yeah. With, with, with kind of uh, clients or students or anyone in the industry, like with, with nutrition side of things, I always say to somebody, what do you do more of? Do you train more or do you eat more? Yeah. You know, the answer is obviously going to be, I, I might train for an hour a day, maybe an hour and a half a day. Yeah. So what are you doing for the other, you know, 22 odd hours? Yeah. Um, and I always say that side of things is always going to have a, a greater impact generally on, on somebody's fat loss or weight loss or aesthetic journey, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so that's where the lifestyle thing kind of comes comes into it. And I think that should come across within uh, sort of personal training sessions. You know, I think personal training mm-hmm. session shouldn't necessarily be about just beating beasting someone for an hour no definitely it should be it should be about educating them to understand what they should be doing for the rest of the week yeah Um, and i think you go for it like i say that like you say that that one hour of training you know Mm -hmm. on the grand scheme of that whole week is nothing yeah exactly yeah 
it's it's pretty yeah it's pretty much you know in in the grand scheme it's not much at all and even with the whole session thing you know yeah i think a lot of pts now do feel like they do need to beast their clients because you know with disposable income and things like that Mm. um the clients might not feel like a big they've got a good session if you don't do something like that you know they, yeah. they might almost feel like they've, they've not got value for what they paid for because yeah. they walked out feeling okay and that's yes. not a bad thing you know yeah. that's not that's not a bad thing you don't need to feel um really bad or aching or in pain and you know sweat pouring out everywhere it doesn't that doesn't need to be a session every session no, um, no. and i think that again kind of leads on to the way pts are with their clients at the moment yeah yeah, and the thing is, it's such a it's such a kind of big market at the moment as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think PTs themselves are, are quite under pressure because there's a lot of competition within clubs and things like that as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. Obviously, we you know as as training providers, we see a hell of a, a hell of a lot of that turnover. Yeah. Um, in terms of going in and out of clubs, there's managements management teams asking. I'm sure even you might get it in in around London where managements are asking you whether you've got any PTs that are that yeah. are qualified recently to come come through. Um, so the turnover is obviously is quite high um, and there is a lot of competition and I think that does add, add pressure to, to a lot of the PTs to maybe do certain things or act in certain ways uh, but I think ultimately it comes down to educating your clients I think because yeah. if you do that part well then the training should make sense to them yes you know absolutely. Um, whereas I think if you don't do the education part of things and you're not kind of guiding them in the right way and you're not feeding them the right information then if you don't beast them, they might not feel like they're getting value from you. Yeah, uh, yeah. as a personal trainer, hundred percent. And I think it's key then that the um, obviously the PTs themselves and and people uh, who are going to the gym using these these training and things like that understand that the, for example, different body types need different guidance as well. You know, so mm-hmm. you, you you might go to the gym with your friend trying to kind of lose weight lose fat whatever it is you want to do you've both got the same kind of goals but you're completely yep. different body types and you're going yep. to react in different ways to the training and the nutrition yeah definitely um and again i think uh with with body types and you know people i think get caught up on okay this is the best way to to kind of lose weight or body fat this is the best way to gain size and i always say again with that sort of stuff you're pretty much bang on everything's so individual you yeah. know um one exercise that might work for one person you actually might not find the mind muscle connection with it if you're doing the same thing yeah. so in theory it wouldn't be as effective for you yeah. um and again i know a lot of people talk about exercises that are better yes because maybe of, of the movement and the joint actions that take place but ultimately yeah. everyone's got a different connection a different feel with with every movement so yeah. you, again that's a big part coming back on to um where you're talking about you know body types and somatotypes um again yeah massive and i think uh this is where the kind of specificity and individuality of of things needs to come back into personal training um i Mm. think over the last few years or you know last five years i think it's everything's become a lot more generic Uh, and i think uh, i don't know what you make of that but that's why i think it's it's becoming i i've I've, to me as soon as i mentioned to anybody like on our courses or just just pts that chat to and things like that as soon as you mention Mm -hmm. fat loss or anything it comes out <laughs> yeah it's like or, that's or the only on thing treadmill. you're gonna do yeah just just hit training that's it yeah okay mm-hmm. you know and it's just all this high intensity which is great and it, and it is it is good for that but it's not good for everybody 
there's a you know there's a there's a lot of impact involved in that type of training you know yeah people people don't often kind of consider the joints and things like that you know Um, no i I think rarely considered the joints yeah very honest and and, uh you know the 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 potentially negative impact that that type of training has and yeah you know Mm -hmm. it can certainly form part of the whole training but it doesn't need to be the whole training yeah Um, definitely yeah. Uh, sorry, can you hear me, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, no, definitely, it does. It does. It does play a big part, and I think again, understanding the actual um, anatomy side, the physiology side of what does hit training actually do to the body, I think again, a lot of people lack that kind of knowledge. Yes. Um, and then they, uh, and again, it's just what's portrayed in in the media. You know, you can kind of Google fat loss and hit training. I'm sure will be one of the most recommended things, but people actually don't know why hit training would be um, even you know LSD or, or steady state cardio, uh, long yeah. slow durational training. Again, a lot of people do it just because that's what the norm is you know okay i want to lose fat right then i'm just go do lsd training or do cardiovascular yeah. but not a lot of people actually understand you know the rationale behind why that's happening and i think again i think it's a pt's job to actually explain the fundamentals of what's going on yeah um so that your client then does have an understanding and then they can hopefully pass on good information to maybe their friend or their colleague or their partner or you know their cousin or whoever it is um and, and spread the, the the good information in that sense okay so then let's uh let's look at those two just just very kind of briefly if you were to if you had a client in front of you now yeah let's say for example and they said you know benefits for example of long slow duration continuous based training why would that be mm-hmm. good for kind of fat loss Okay, so right off the back of it, one of the, I guess, the obvious benefits is, and again, a lot of people think it's directly related to fat loss. Yeah, it is. It's because it's one of the only uh, sort of training systems that directly oxidizes fat in the fuel source. So this is now going back to energy systems and what actually helps you give that energy to actually fuel that workout. Yeah. So in the aerobic energy system, obviously you guys use fats, carbohydrates and oxygen as your, your main fuel sources. Um, so it's one of the uh, it's the only training system or the only energy system that actually oxidizes fats directly, whereas the lactate or the creatine phosphate system don't. So as you get higher in intensity, technically you you stop using fats as a fuel. Yeah. Now the pros of that again it's it's the one and only energy system that does that. It also burns a, you know a good amount of calories per uh, hour. So if you let's say you're doing an average of of 500 calories. Um, in, in an hour of cardiovascular training about 60-70% intensity um, so I think that's one of the, the benefits you can also do it on things like cross trainers where it's low impact yeah. know, rowing machines again where you can incorporate a bit more of the full body and, um, and again so there's, it, a, there's a few machines you can do to, yeah, for that and with that sort of thing you know you could do it pretty much every day yeah it's not, definitely it's if not, you've got it's yeah not, it's not stress if you've got time <laughs> No, I was going to say, for yeah. a lot of people, you know, uh, cardiovascular training is, is, a, is a chore. Yeah. Um, so for some people, they'll absolutely love it. You know, they, it's their time to kind of zone out and get out and, That's and do a run outside, etc. And they absolutely you love get, it. You get the, I call them the forest gumpers, the ones that just run for, <laughs> <laughs> they just run for just days. Just hours on end. Days days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in terms of yeah, cardio, it's obviously, it has got its pros. Um, don't get me wrong. And again... Coming back to what I was touching about, the energy system, how it utilizes carbohydrates and fats. Now, that brings me on to one of the biggest negatives with that is if you look at a UK typical diet, you know, 
are your macronutrients being fats, proteins, carbohydrates? What naturally do we, or which of those do we naturally consume most of? And the answer is carbohydrates. Yeah. So with that, again, if, you're, if your body's used to getting carbohydrates in, in maybe 50, 40, 50, 60% every meal, you know, why would it turn to fats to use it as a fuel source? Yeah. Um, and that's, again, that's where understanding a bit of the anatomy comes in handy. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And what about the, let's say, the, the high intensity, the hit based training? Why would stop for that? As a, yeah. So, hit training, again, in terms of, in terms of research, uh, promotes something called epoch effects. So, whether it's, you know, whether it's insanity, whether it's grit, whether it's P90X, all of these kind of hit training systems are based on the fundamentals of EPOC, which stands for excessive post-exercise oxygen consumption. So long story short, it's all about the afterburn. It's all about burning calories because you've put yourself into in through such a high intensity workout that your body is essentially paying back a bit of a debt. So hit training has got its benefits for, for using calories. Um, so it burns through a lot more again by average research uh, after a period of hit training your body can burn up to a, a thousand to a thousand five hundred calories in the next sort of 48 hours which is a hell of a lot um, and it also gives you the the benefits of uh, the hormone increase um, so you get a lot of the testosterone growth hormone insulin growth hormone so you get a lot of the actual hormonal benefits that you don't actually get from cardiovascular training yeah or steady state cardio so again they've both got their purpose you know uh hit training being great for actually burning calories so you know if you're talking about calorie deficits etc massively helps you do that and then you've got lsd which is great for oxidizing fats once you you know you've kind of used a lot of your carbohydrates and you're in that calorie deficit so it's not one's better than the other it's more when to kind of place them into your regimes or your training programs that's more yeah, important absolutely absolutely good 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 so then we mentioned you mentioned before sort of the fad diets let's say yes um any that kind of spring to mind ones that are in the mix at the moment um well i think fad diets there's a lot out there generally even even what you got what, what people see in supermarkets like weight watchers yeah that's still an example of a fad diet yeah um so if we're talking about something like that or there's examples like adkins diet there's you know the carnivore diet there's the 5-2 diet yeah um what, i guess being vegan can be seen as a bit of a diet for for some people yeah um uh, ketogenic diets again yeah. so there's there's a hell of a lot out there so we can talk about whichever one you want yeah so well it's kind of interesting isn't it because you know are we talking about you say things like the, the you know what are we talking about with the diets we're we talking about macronutrients is that kind of a key one in terms of say for example keto diet massively cuts yeah. all your your carbohydrates let's say for example yeah yeah um yeah and we look at the benefits of that or would you consider I guess it is both, but things like timing, so intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. for example. Yeah, so something like the five-two, yeah. five-two, exactly. Yeah, those those type of things. So, um, where you're looking at maybe calorie deficit or just just eating within certain time windows. Um, yeah, definitely. Quite, quite interesting one. So let's look at that that um, keto diet. So see that busting around quite a lot at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, any thoughts on any thoughts on that? So basically, we're looking at you know, low carbohydrates, very low carbohydrates to next to nothing. Yes. Um, higher fats and protein. Yeah. So the first thing is, I guess, establishing the theory 
and I'll use that word theory behind why it's come about. Yeah. So, you know, if we start off with, with ketogenic diets, the whole idea is kind of on the on the back of what I was saying, whereas you, if you limit your carbohydrate intake, you have nothing but fats to, to use as a fuel. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of idea behind it. Now, the downside to that is typically when people are doing that sort of stuff, you know, there's, there's going to be elements of a lot of other training which will actually need carbohydrates or carbohydrates play a massive part in it. You know, yeah. it plays a big part in even protein synthesis. So... Yes lowering or limiting or cutting your carbs out completely zero is going to have a massive impact on a lot of the other bodily functions you know such as um, kind of uh, maintenance of hormones such as protein synthesis within the body such as metabolism uh, yeah. within the body so there's so many things that carbohydrates have a knock-on effect on if you completely cut them short yeah, you know absolutely. Um, that's my opinion on it. i don't well, what's your take on it uh to be honest very similar if when i was actually looking at this i didn't realize that it was um it was used a lot for kids with epilepsy yes um again i, I wasn't wasn't aware of that until i started looking into it a bit more um, uh -huh. and that, and that's when you kind of then go right what are we looking at with diets isn't it or these, yep. these type of diets what's the purpose for it so we mm -hmm. might sit here and go no actually i don't I don't see it as a long-term thing. It may be a short-term fix and we can look at pros and cons and things like that. But then you obviously yeah. link you link it with conditions. That's, and, actually, and then it changes. Might, it changes and it might then benefit these, you know, certain individuals and things like that. 100%. So, yeah. and, and I think that kind of is, is kind of a interesting way of looking back at all of these type of fad diets and going back to what's your purpose for it. Yeah, you know, finding out the nitty gritty. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I found that I found that quite interesting. I, I agree though. I think um, it always comes back to what else are we doing and the purpose that we're doing it. You know, if someone's doing mm -hmm. a lot more high intensity based training or even yeah. things like you know they've got obviously we know that the the main kind of purpose of this is to increase the ketones, which then start fueling the brain um, yeah. with the lack of the glucose. So. Mm -hmm. Therefore, obviously, with that lack of glucose, we might find that we start feeling tired. We might find that we start feeling, you know, um, maybe can't do the weights that we were doing before. Yeah, so performance all of a sudden could be affected. drops, yeah, and even concentration. So if you're even at work, in theory, you can, might have a knock-on effect to, to other things as well. Yeah, definitely um, feeling lethargic, etc. Yeah. In, in terms of your, your, when you're at work and not yeah. be having the energy to get through the day. Exactly. Um, and, and then I find sometimes with those type of things, when I, especially when I know people that have done, done these things before, is when you then start feeling tired, and again, that has a knock-on effect with sleep and things like that, you start feeling tired, what do people then go for for energy? <laughs> yeah. They, go, they go for food. Yeah. Right? So they they're suddenly snacking on more things um, mm -hmm. and eating additional things to yeah. try and boost their energy levels up. And and if you're on a ketogenic diet, for example, obviously you're trying to cut your carbs, so it means you're going to reach for fat foods, fat which foods. are higher in calories per gram. Exactly. So again, that's that's going to have a knock-on effect, and like you were saying, your your overall calories um, that you're consuming. So yeah. Yeah, that's it. So um, you know, I think. I, I'm always I'm very open-minded with these type of things. I, I like to think that there's a place for them. Yeah, um, definitely. No, completely know, and, agree with that. And with with any with, you know with anything with with fitness, um, fitness and diet is so diverse. It's massive that yeah. there's it's not possible to say no that part's rubbish or that part's no good or anything like that. No, you've got to understand where it comes from a yeah, bit more. 
and for somebody it is good yes but it may not be for everyone and that's kind of the point and i think that's what what comes from all of these big companies that are trying to brand everything for Mm -hmm. everybody and that's Mm -hmm. where it kind of loses it and uh people get misled yeah, definitely. I definitely think you pretty much nailed it there in terms of mis- it's where the, a lot of the misconceptions, etc. come from, thinking it's going to be applicable to everyone. And that's, again, going back to what I was saying about everything's becoming more and more generic. They're trying to apply it mm. to everybody, but it's not applicable to everybody. Uh, and that's the issues I have with it, yeah. um, with, with, with certain things such as, you know, uh, ketogenic diets. Yeah. Moving on to uh, your next one, um, I think you you spoke about uh, other things like the five two. What's yeah. your thoughts on something like that? Um, again, I think um, with with something like this, I think it's a good, it's a it's an idea. Um, yeah, and I, think, <laughs> <laughs> and I like that word. <laughs> yeah, it's an idea, um, and I think in a way, you know, again going back to certain people, it works really well. It gives them a target. It gives them something to control. And it works mm-hmm. with my only my only problem. Is, well, do you want to exp- explain quickly the five two and what we mean kind of by that? Yeah. So in terms of the five two, the whole idea behind it is you eat pretty much normally for the five days, and then yeah. you go through a severe calorie reduction for the two days that you have, essentially as a bit of fast days. Yeah. So you are eating, but you're eating at literally around about a quarter of your calorie intake compared to a normal day. Yeah. So quite often it's around about five hundred calories ish. You, you find yeah. people kind of target for those two days, um, mm-hmm. which again, you know, always go goes back to it depends what they're eating on those two days you know and it depends what they're eating on the other days it might be 500 calories you know yeah that that could be and people always say oh i'd be really hungry probably yeah yeah Um, you probably will but it makes a difference on whether you're doing you know a couple of chocolate bars over that exactly 500 calories or 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 one big one one, yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you're going king size <laughs> or, or one of the big dairy milks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Other chocolate is available. <laughs> uh, or you're going kind of like you know a massive plate of broccoli, for example. Yes. You're going to yeah, get a whole different. lot. You're going to get a whole lot more food within that. Definitely. The you'll nutritional probably, value is going to be completely different. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably stink, but uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll be eating a lot more. But the mm-hmm. the, th- the problem I have with a lot of these, when people restrict on certain days, it's almost the same as when people kind of chuck in cheat meals as well. Sometimes, yeah. That like sometimes when they they then all right, they might restrict to five hundred calories, but then they eat more on the other days because they think other oh, days. I, did, I did less on those days. So when you actually look at the total calories over the week. Quite yep. often, they're actually still higher than if they'd just gone, say, 1,700 calories every day. Yeah, just a bit more in a calorie deficit, 100%. And I think, you, yeah, coming on to that point is is pretty much spot on. I think with a lot of these kind of things, especially things like, you know, five twos, etc. Um, again, they do have their place, but I think for a lot of the general general population, the general clients that are going to be, you know, potentially using these things. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're pretty much spot on. You're just going to make up for it somewhere else. So surely it's a lot more sustainable. Surely it's a lot easier to just maybe um, drop your calories a, a, a little bit. bit every day. Yeah. You know, rather Absolutely. than actually, you know what, I'm just going to have one chocolate bar today and that's it. Um, and, and restrict yourself and essentially starve yourself and not put the actual nutritional kind of uh, calories or the nutritious foods in. That's going to actually help you repair, grow, etc. Yeah. Um, all the good stuff uh, post-workout. 
because I find it's the same sometimes when I've had clients doing doing these type of things. Um, again, I'll be honest, they're, they're doing them off their own back. I'm not necessarily recommending them to do it. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're, they're having a go and they're trying it. And, you know, the, the one thing I do like is that they're actually monitoring what they're having. Um, yep. And it's a starting point. It's something, you know, if it feels like it's going to kickstart them um, just to get into a routine, then yep. then, then great, you know, um, go for it. Uh, but I do often find that they, they do these restricted days um, or even mm-hmm. hours if you're looking at something like intermittent fasting. And as soon as they can eat, bam, it's like the cupboard's open. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the chains are off. <laughs> chains yeah. are off. Get to yeah. the buffet. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, getting everyone out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think it, it can have that. It can have that effect, and I think again, it's a, it's sort of a quite bad mentality to put on people. I think, mm. um, because you are essentially saying, look, now that now the shackles are off, you can you can you can go off eat whatever. Go. Naturally, yeah, they're just going to you know absolutely stuff themselves. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I, I think leading on with that, things like cheat meals. Because mm-hmm. you hear that bouncing around across. I, I, yeah. I, I personally, I don't like the term cheat meal. Um, no, agree. I, I, you know, I, I just, I just don't. It makes it feel like it's going to be bad, dirty food, which yeah, most most of the time people do. Um, yeah. And I think that goes back to kind of what I was saying before about looking at your overall week. And I, I know people that will be overweight. Let's say, for example, you know, 35 percent body fat. Yep, and they have a good week where they're monitoring their food and doing really well, and then think Saturday night I'm gonna have my cheat meal. Yeah, and you go back to you know you're not in the right place to be having that cheat meal yet. We mm-hmm. need to get a lot more body fat off before off. we can start looking at things like that. And yeah, definitely, and that you know they they'll even go, with that yeah. I think. Yeah, but I saw the rock. He had his cheat meal, and yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, the rock's training god knows how many hours a day he's massive he's <laughs> yeah and he's, 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 he's got people looking after his food every yeah, hour that's it yeah slightly different slightly, slightly different. different um but you know i think i think someone see a cheat meal and think right i can again i can eat what i like um and you know we know they do play a part Especially if yep. you're on a low, if you're on a low carb diet and things like that, mm-hmm. especially throughout the week, you know um, it, that can have a massive effect, as you kind of mentioned before, on things like metabolism. Mm-hmm. So actually having a higher carb based meal um, is just going to help kickstart that metabolism and, and get everything kind of firing and going again. Firing, definitely. Um, which is which is great purpose, but you've got to be in that state ready, ready to you know ready for it to take effect yeah ready to kind of absorb it as well all the extra, yeah. extra kind of calories and, and macros that come alongside it yeah, yeah 100% um, yeah and I think again going back to the whole having that cheat meal and the, and the fundamentals of it I, I think it depends on the way somebody approaches it if they are approaching it in the sense that right okay I've got this one meal and I can go you know absolutely mental with it then <laughs> that one meal might might just knock off the whole calorie deficit from the week you yeah. know so they might have all of a sudden they might have 3,000 calories in one meal yeah. or even more than that sometimes depending on you know how what their appetite's like uh, yeah. so it could it could actually knock off the whole week of you know just limiting it by 200 here 200 there or 300 here 300 there or 500 you know it could yeah. just knock that the whole thing off balance and then before you know it they could be in a surplus by the end of the week yes 100 <laughs> percent. and then and then wonder why it's not happening for them yeah oh nothing's working for me mm. yeah 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 okay 
Good. Um, any others that you kind of come across when I have I, I actually had a, funnily enough, I actually had a, a student email me uh, literally a day or two ago. Right. Um, and, he, and he said, Hasse, what's your take on the carnivore diet? Um, right, have you heard yeah. of that one? Um, no, not specifically, but they generally okay. have a name for everything now, don't they? But yeah, <laughs> they, they do, yeah. But as I, I guess in this scenario, as the name suggests, it's pretty much where a person's just supposed to have all of their, their macros, etc., coming from meat only. Right, yeah. Uh, hence the carnivore diet. Yeah. Um, so, so he said that to me, and um, it was one of them where I was like, okay, how, how do I approach this without kind of going in too much detail or being rude about it or anything like that but again yeah. in terms of the fundamentals of it if you break it down I mean if you're only having meat every single meal yeah. there's, a, there's a fundamental there's a fundamental issue there yeah um, you know A you're going to be having a, a, a lot of saturated fat content uh, within them foods you're also going to be missing out on a lot of the vitamins and minerals so the micronutrients that actually unleash the macronutrients potentials mm. Um, and then you're missing out on obviously the basics like we spoke about with carbohydrates and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of tried keeping it as, as simple as I can, but you do hear weird and wonderful stories. You know, I've, I've heard of kind of the fruitarian diet. I don't know if you've come yeah. across that one. Yeah. Um, so again, the fruitarian diet, the whole idea was, it's pretty much in my eyes, like as people treat a bit of a detox where they just said, right, I'm just having fruits and that is it. So yeah. every meal is just fruit in some way whether it's blended whether it's cut whether it's chopped whether it's whole it's just fruit yeah um and again taking into account kind of glycemic indexes well that's it and storage of carbohydrates it's it's ridiculous yeah you know um so again it's just understanding uh, and that's where the the theory and the understanding of anatomy and the physiology is so important i think yeah 100 percent. yeah no that's uh it's you know, it, it made me sort of think when you're talking about then um, the carnivore diet, maybe then think that's actually just kind of the opposite, isn't it, to vegan? It, like, it kind of is. In, in it theory, pretty, yeah, you know, it's it, one way you can think like, about it. It's like the two extremes, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm, of, you know, mm-hmm. one being completely meat, one being a, a not at all animal kind of product based. Yeah, plant based. Yeah, so, um, yeah. and But at least with the, the vegan one, you can you're getting a lot of those vitamins, you're getting those minerals, you're getting those other things, you're getting the carbohydrates, you're getting, you know. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, again, even with that sort of stuff, no no issues with with, uh, uh, veganism or vegan as a diet. But again, people have got to know why they're doing it. Yeah, Um, 100%. Yeah, yeah, if you are doing it purely to avoid the kind of meat and, you know, the animal cruelty side of things, etc., you know, completely fair enough. Yeah. Completely get that. Um, And you've got to also understand the fact that, I guess, a lot of foods now are actually processed into more vegan sort of friendly meals. Yeah. You know, they're trying to make a lot of meals that are, you know tasting like sort of meat or texture like meat and to get into that to get it into that way it's got to be processed yes so it's again just being being aware that you aren't just if you are vegan you're not just picking up these things that are then processed to be vegan yes if that makes sense yeah that does make sense it does make uh, sense and it goes back doesn't it? so again that's a quite a big thing yeah yeah that's a good a, a good point on that one yeah um i never you know i'm not sometimes never understand why why things are made to look texture and things like that in certain ways i'd rather them just be yeah as they are yeah yeah exactly Um, to a normal person if you want to have a steak just have a steak if you want to have chicken just have a chicken you know so yeah it's rather than something that looks yeah tastes and feels like it but it's not it yeah i'd rather (laughs) i'd rather have 
whatever it is that looks and tastes and feels like it but not it in its original yeah. form <laughs> exactly do you know exactly. what I mean yeah I'd rather uh, that but yeah okay cool well I think um, we're about we're about on time there uh Mm-hmm. We could just keep going, I'm sure, on this. No, um, yeah, exactly. It's of, just one I of the topics you can expand yeah, so much on. Yeah, I kind of wanted to look at uh, sort of uh, fat loss supplements and things like that that are out on the market. You know, I saw one mm-hmm. the other day of, you, I can't remember what it was called, but you sort of sprinkle it on your food and it just eats away the fat for you. Um, wow, <laughs> yeah. sign me up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I wanted to get onto all, uh, a lot of those, but I think we might have to leave that for another one in itself. I'm, I'm intrigued about that one. I might have yeah, to check it out. Well, it's just like seasoning, fat <laughs> loss seasoning or something. Yeah, yeah that's it. Fat eating seasoning. I think it was called. Um, yeah, but bizarre, bizarre it was. Uh, so, yeah, couldn't work out whether it eats the fat in the food you're about to eat or it eats the fat from inside you. Um, from in- internally. Yeah, yeah way, I, I think that, I think supplements could be a whole whole different podcast, personally. Yes. You know, that could be a whole different ballgame. That's it, that's um, it. In comparison to some, some of the basics into fat loss without going into too much detail. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Right then, cool. Well, thank you very much, Hasset. Brilliant, it's been a pleasure, Nick. Always Thank you pleasure. for your time. No, pleasure. Uh, and I'll let you wrap up. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers, bye. Bye bye. Okay, so that was our podcast looking at fat loss and a few sort of fad diets. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for Hassett for, for coming along. A few things we kind of looked at is things like cheat meals. Um, are they actually beneficial for you? So it'd be great to hear your kind of thoughts on those. Um, looking at specialists in weight loss and what that kind of means. So, um, and you know, is it all about creating that calorie deficit? So it'd be interesting to kind of hear what you guys sort of think about that um, and any thoughts you have. Uh, feel free to get in contact and let us know. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure as always, and we'll speak to you on the next one. Bye. Check out The Training Room on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit thetrainingroom.com for more information on our health and fitness courses. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you tune in again next time.